do you? NBA Australia, how are you going? How are you going? Are you right? I hope so. Uh, this is NBA Australia. This is Thursday, March 10, all day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whom Stephen wants to pay with that sweet, sweet folding stuff, that booze money. Here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the ins and outs of the NBA season while repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. Pretty chill day today. Only 12 games. Oh, jeez. Come on. Uh, we're going to talk about Ben Simmons, uh, how he's going to use being booed as evidence that the Sixers should pay him. That's pretty fun. Uh, the Suvlaki King, he got suspended. Jingles! Spoke to the media. So we'll talk all about that as well as the 12 games from today in the NBA Australia Game Wraps. We've got That's Not A Knife, Old Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got yeah, now's the unpopular opinion of the day. And our back take house, where we're serving up a flame girl take. Uh, the Australian Player Watch as well in Kiwi Corner. And then the game previews and picks for tomorrow. Only two games. It's like a day off. Love it. Uh, but it's a late one today, so that'll be it. So let's get stuck in. Episode 771 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Uh, you better, especially if you've got, uh, I don't know, if you're out there comparing Shaq and Kobe to Embiid and Harden, which is right. Shaq's like, shut up, idiots. <laughs> Come back to me when they've won something. It's like, yeah. I, I feel it. He said, uh, if they're comparable, he said, no. Hell no. Not after one year. Me and Kobe had eight years of damage together. No, not even close. Stop it. Listen, no. Hell no and fuck no. That's uh, pretty uh, bang on by Shaq. I agree with him. Uh, right, let's start today's show the way we sort every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around the Suvlaki King, Demartis Sabonis, suspended for uh, a bit of a piss-weak bump on the uh, ref, Josh Tivins, but he was being a bit demonstrable <laughs> gave him just sort of got a little bit too close and got the bump in there but uh look this the kings were like no nah, we we support to hundred percent it's just a competitor it's like all right so we just you're fine with bumping into refs when you're angry all right cool good job kings doing a great job uh jingling joe ingles so there's a lot of jingles content today because obviously we had the portland trailblazers playing the utah yaz that's a soft J. Uh, the Blazers. Here's a question. Yeah, nah, could the uh, current Blazers beat, uh, I don't know, the usual go-to is like the best college team in the moment, but there's a few out there at the moment. So could this Blazers team beat a college team? Uh, of course they can. They're professionals. They're older. They're bigger. They're faster. They're better. But at the same time, the Blazers got absolutely fucking straight killed today. I'll tell you that much. Oh, jeez, it was a bit rough on him. He got straight killed. Play killed. Killed. Why is the button? There we go. Straight killed. <laughs> Everything's going great today, trust me. Uh, but anyway, he was talked about. He was talking about you know being traded and how exactly he didn't want to be traded. Obviously, it was a bit of a shock because he knew it could happen. He didn't want it to happen. Uh, but at the same time, he did point out that he's enjoying Portland, enjoying uh, working with the organization and the support and everything. Uh, he did mention that his surgeon is in Utah this week skiing, so they're going to hang out there until Friday for a bit of a checkup. And then he's going to go back to Portland uh, for the big sort of Blazers homestand, hang out with the time and the organization. And uh, there was like a nice little moment where he said, 
I honestly feel like I've got to give the Trailblazers a chance. It'd be very unfair of me, I think, for them to kind of buy in on me for now and then for me to walk away at the end of the year. It's like, oh, that's kind of nice. Never let anybody tell you that Joe Ingles isn't an absolute fucking legend. Holy moly. Uh, speaking of not so much legends, Ben Simmons. So uh, there was a big report in Philly Voice, um, and this was sort of run with fairly wide into the point where, like, news.com.au, you were like, oh, Ben Simmons is going to do this thing. He might get 24 million backs for it. And you're like, oh, God. You're going to take one report on a mooted idea. So this is basically like, Ben Simmons and uh, his return to Philly to sit on the bench with his current team, the Brooklyn Nets, uh, essentially will be used as evidence by his uh, current management team and agency, etc., i.e. Clutch, uh, to prove uh, the unsafe work environment, essentially, and the mental stress and anguish that would have been placed upon Ben and therefore, the Sixers shouldn't have been finding him all that money all year. Uh, which is pretty interesting, because he, considering his own fucking agent came out and said, uh, you know, that Ben was mentally unstable, couldn't be in Philly. Uh, said the environment was too tough for him to deal with. But uh, now he's literally putting his mentally unstable client, uh, using quotation marks, back in that environment to go and get a fucking payday. So, <laughs> just... Seriously, just think about that for one second. He's like, oh, yeah, Ben can't go there because it's too rough. And it's fucked it's, it's fucked with his head. So what are you going to do, Rich? Oh, we'll send him there so he can prove it. That's fucked in the head, Rich Paul. What are you talking about? This is insane. Anyway, uh, the trickiest part is uh, Ben Simmons replied to, like, what was it Barstool Philly or something, uh, saying that they can't wait for Ben Simmons to return. And he said, likewise. Said Simo. Replied, likewise. Which feels like it undermines the entire fucking thing, doesn't it? Oh, I can't wait. But I thought you you couldn't play for Philly because it was going to be too hard and too not nice. But now you can't wait to go there and feel the wrath of all those fans? Is that likewise you can't wait just to prove that, uh, well, I couldn't work there because it was just not good for my mental health and I still got fined? What an absolute shit show. But still, to be honest, I agree with Barstool Philly. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be chaos tomorrow. Right. Either way, I think what we got out of that is it's a shit show. It's fucked. And Ben Simmons decided not to play for Philly due to mental health reasons. Uh, decided not to exactly work with Philly's doctors, work with other doctors. They didn't do too much to give Philly actual updates. Philly's sitting there going, well, he doesn't want to play. Uh, he's asked for a trade, <laughs> like, and he's just not rocking up. He's not engaging. Fuck this. And Simo's like, nah, man, I can't play. It's a mental health's a bit fucked, eh? And uh, here we are. What a shit show. All right, let's do some game wraps. Game wraps. Game wraps. Game wraps from today. We had 12. 12 games. NBA just cramming him in at the end of the season. Charlotte hosted Boston, got killed 115-101. This was a weirdly, wildly fun game. And uh, it was wildly fun because Jason Tatum just went, nah, fuck yous, and took over. Celtics controlled it early. Hornets, look, got in the lead halfway through the third quarter, and then boom, Tatum like just rips out like a 12-2 run uh, and takes basically a game that was a nine-point game and turns into a 20-point game by himself. Like, it was insane. 
Seriously, he took, like, there was a bunch of dumb free throws to close out the third quarter, and they ripped off a 19-4 run. Uh, basically, across the end of the third and fourth, and the start of the fourth, and they're up 17, game was over. Tatum hits his 44th uh, points, well, 33rd and 34th, uh, 43rd and 44th, uh, with a beautiful jumper, but he was just absolutely on one, and took over that game, and just laid the smack down. I mean, I kind of talked about this yesterday. There's no one on Charlotte is really sort of geared up to stop him. That defense on uh, Charlotte is uh, hashtag not great. So Boston sort of running away with it. Wasn't a giant surprise, but the way that Tatum did it was. So Terry Rousey against his old team. Not much revenge for scary Terry. 14 points on 5 of 17 shooting. Did have 5 steals, but otherwise. Uh, 17 for Miles Bridges and PJ Hamilton Washington. 15, 8, and 4 with 6 turnovers for LaMelo. Uh, they went 8 of 32 from uh, 3 as a team and then 16 turnovers. Not ideal for the Hornets. The Celtics, meanwhile, 12 of 37 from 3. Tatum goes for 44. He's going to pop up again later. Spoiler alert. 15, 5 and 5 for Jalen Brown. Marcus. Marcus. At 12 points, 9 assists. And then the big fellas. Love this one for the Celtics. 11 and 11 with 2 blocks for Time Lord, Robert Williams. And 10 and 10 with 3 steals for Average Al Horford. You love that. And then off the bench, Derek White had 11. Grant Willie had 7, but they were both plus 22. They did some damage down the stretch. Anyway, Charlotte up 32 and 25. Boston are now 40 and 27. Looking good in that 5 spot. Just waiting for any slippage from the top 4. Detroit basketball gave Chicago everything they could handle. And we're going to win this one. And then DeMar DeRozan there said, Nah, not today, fellas. Detroit 108, Chicago 114. Good win for the Bulls, which seems weird to say considering it was Detroit, but the Bulls had lost five straight. Detroit had been fucking awesome of late. And Detroit were winning. And then DeMar goes ham in the fourth quarter, scores 16 points in the fourth quarter. Get over the top. I mean, shit, like, the Pistons are up 99-92 with, like, eight minutes left. Boom. DeMar and Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine go absolutely mental. 11-zip run. They take the lead. DeMar keeps... You know, keeps pouring in buckets, and that was it. Like, the Pistons just couldn't keep up. It was wild, because Chicago were just sitting there going, oh, shit, we better win this one, than they did. Uh, for the Pistons, Cade Cunningham, looking pretty good. 22 points, 6 assists. Uh, he did have 6 turnovers, uh, but 9 to 15, shooting 2 or 3 from 3. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant had 12. Sadiq Bay had 12 on 12 shots. Kelly Linick had 12 as well. A lot of 12s for the Pistons. The Bulls, meanwhile, only went 3 of 15 from 3. 3 of 15! That is absolute chaos. An NBA game in the year of our Lord, 2022, they went 3 of 15 from downtown and won. They did go to the line 35 times, (laughs) which is more than double the Pistons who went 13 to 17. So that's how you win it right there. (laughs) <laughs> DeRozan and Levine went twenty uh, shot 24 free throws between the two of them. Uh, but either way, look, DeMar with 36 in the end, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. He shot 12 of 25 from the floor. Levine had 25. Big Vooch had 21 and 6. Kobe had 8. <laughs> but that's like, he was like basically the third best performer because he hit a couple of those threes. They only hit three. He hit two of them. Absolute insanity. Oh, disowned me. We had 9 points, 7 assists as well. Love that. Shh. Uh, what is it? Detroit are 18 and 48 now. It's pretty good. Chicago had lost five on the trot. Now 40 and 26. That's a good win. Top of the table match. Miami hosting Phoenix and the Suns ran the heat out of their own building. 111-90. Mentioned on the preview yesterday, the line would shorten if Devin Booker came back. He did. 
unfortunately, Jimmy Butler didn't play for Miami either. So the line yesterday was Miami minus eight and a half. That was my pick. Uh, that was very wrong, <laughs> considering they lost by 21. It was a two-point game at the half, though. That's the craziest part. The Suns came in on fire in the second half, rip off a 12-3 run. They're up 11, and they never got close again. They got steamrolled from there, did the Heat. It was like a 22-point lead in the fourth quarter, and he's like, oh, shit. They didn't have Butler. Larry couldn't hit a shot. Duncan Robinson was all right, but Hero just was missing, and yeah. They shot under 40% as a team did the Heat. They got out-rebounded by 17 as well. JaVale played an absolute ripper of a game. He and Aiton just double-teaming Bam Adebayo. Like, he was like, Bam Adebayo double-teaming a couple of random Insta hotties. Like, holy shit. Uh, Bam goes for 17-5, and five, but he had four turnovers as well. And they felt pretty bad. You're just like, Bam, what are you doing, mate? Oh, 22 for Duncan Robinson, 6-11 from three, but the rest of the three-point shooting was well off. Uh, there goes my hero, playing in Geelong. Uh, Tyler Hero goes for 7 of 20 shooting for his 17 points. It was a minus 26. Gabe Vincent, 2 of 10 for 5 points. Woladipo, Victor Oladipo, 2 of 5 in 17 minutes. He had 4 points, and yeah, just nothing going. Strews, no threes, like just, ugh. Uh, should we worried about Kyle Lowry at this point, though? He had 10 assists today, but he went 1 of 3 shooting, 1 of 2 from downtown, and 3 turnovers. Anyway, Booker had 23 and 9 in his return from COVID protocols. That's 9 assists. He was awesome. 21 for Michael Bridges. 19 at Denver. DeAndre Ayton. Cam, bring the pain. Had 11 points, 10 assists, and 11 points. 15 rebounds for JaVale in only 16 minutes. You'll love to see that. Big win. They're a menace of a team of Phoenix. And now the book is back. Holy shit. And they also clinch a playoff spot. So Miami are now 44 and 23. Phoenix, 53 and 13. Miami do, however, uh, remain on top of the East because there's still two games up on the Bucs. So, uh, and obviously, the Phoenix Suns, first team to clinch a playoff spot on top of the West, 53 and 13. That's awesome. Milwaukee! It's our Gonkin for the good land. It was today. 124 winners over 115. The Atlanta Hawks, huge third quarter from the Hawks, got it down to seven. The Bucs were smashing them. And then boom, but through the fourth, the Bucs just kept it around 8, 10, 12. The rest of the way, Giannis was a force of nature. They just answered everything with the Hawks throughout them. Nate McMillan got kicked out with like a minute and a half to go. But Giannis just seriously just went, nah, you guys aren't winning today. And there was very little the Hawks could do. Uh, Trey, he went 8 of 15 for 27 points, 11 assists. Feels like a good game. A couple of those points late, you're like, all right. Fine. 7 of 11 for DeAndre Hanna, and he's 17 points. Kevin fucking Huerta at 16. He had 14 and 6, but a couple of uh, spuds on the Hawks. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 4 of 13, shooting 1 of 8 from 3. He had 9 points, and of course, John Collins, that's a tall cocktail, goes an absolute spud of the night worthy. 0 of 9. 0 of G's. Bucks. Giannis scored 17 points in the first quarter, 2 in the second quarter, and 12 in the third and 12 in the fourth. That's a lot of points. He had 43. Giannis Antetokounmpo is bloody good at basketball. 43, 12, and 5. He was unreal. 23 points, 8 assists for Midi. 23, 15 for fighting by the Porters. Fighting around the world. Bloody good game for him as well. Uh, Drew Holiday shot 5 of 17, but he still had 11 points, 8 assists. Grayson Allen knocked in a couple of threes for his 11. Big win for the Bucks, considering, as mentioned on this here program yesterday, as I was previewing it, thinking that uh, they'd beaten the Hawks. They had not. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, they did. Uh, so the Hawks now dropped to 31 and 34, uh, which is pretty tough, actually, considering they're chasing, what, Charlotte and Brooklyn. Uh, they're stuck in the 10th spot. 
With the Wiz losing today, though, that helps them out a little bit because there's still a game up on the Wiz in 11 and, uh, what is it, like three and a half games up on the Knicks. So here we go. Atlanta. That's a tough one. Needed to catch the Hornets with them losing. Brooklyn play Philly tomorrow. That could be a loss. Who knows? But anyway, Millie Walker, 42-25 and 25 in second in the East. The Lakers. I'll tell you what. The Lakers. The Lakers stink. They really do. Houston. Dropped 19 points in overtime on the Lakers to win 139 to 130. That's right, 19 points in overtime. Unbelievable and hilarious. It was a 13 zip run to start off overtime, and then they wiped off that Kevin Porter Jr. three. Didn't matter. Like Shingoon's hitting threes at that point. They just ran over the top. Jalen Green smashing and shit. It was amazing. Josh Christopher doing work. Uh, and the Lakers, look. We talked about West Brick uh, yesterday, which is still hilarious, considering, look, Westbrook going, oh, don't call me West Brick. It's like, this is the same dude who was calling fucking Kevin Durant Cupcake the entire time after he left OKC. Whatever. Rusty, though, the one way to shut up the West Brick comparisons, the West Brick murmurs, is to have a game like this. 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 11 and 21 from the floor. That's all right. 1 of 3 from 3. You'll take that from Rusty. LeBron had a triple-double, 23, 14, and 12, and they still lost to the Rockets because they don't play any fucking defense. Oh, no, nah, we'll replace three good defenders with, like, uh, the corpse of Trevor Ariza, Carmelo Anthony, and uh, Avery Bradley, who's no good anymore. Fucking hell. Mello had 13 points on 13 shots. Malik Monk had 20. Four of eight from downtown, but the first time Malik Monk plays some defense... Ah, when well, the next time Malik Monk plays some defense, it'll be the first time. Reeves at 17. DJ Augustine against his old team. 16 points, four or seven from downtown. There goes his one good game every two weeks. The Rockets, though, just ran over the top of them. Jalen Green was a flamethrower. 32 points. He was amazing. Four or seven from downtown. Shangun with 21 and 14 as well. Josh Christopher had 21. The rookies absolutely ripping up the Lakers. KPJ had 10 points, eight rebounds, 10 assists. Shot 4 of 13, didn't matter. 17-11 for Kenyon Martin Jr. And uh, 12 for German Rondo and Dennis Schroeder against his old team. This is hilarious. The, the Rockets are objectively horrible. And we talked about them in the second, well, you know, after the All-Star break. I don't want to think about the Rockets. Like, all they're good now, like, all they're good for now is, like, keeping tabs on how good their rookies are. And that's why they were so good today. Their rookies fucking tore it up. Otherwise, Gross. And the fact that the Lakers couldn't beat him and LeBron got torched by Eric Gordon, yeah, you should put him in the bin. Because the Lakers stink. The Lakers stink! They're 28 and 37. Houston, 17 and 49. Uh, OKC got shit pumped by Minnesota, 132-102. We don't have to talk about this. They had 74 at the half, the Wolves, and it was over. The game was over because OKC were 43. That's right. They were down 31 at the half. Oof. That is uh, not ideal. <laughs> Uh, the Thunder, Aaron Wiggins at 25. Shy Reddy Gilgis Alexander couldn't hit a shot. Eight points on two of 15 shooting. Nothing else. 15 for Roby. Who cares? The Wolves, they went 22 of 52 because Malik Beasley set a new franchise record of 11 made threes. He goes 11 of 17 from downtown for his 33 points. Don't bother taking any other shots, Malik. Oh, don't worry, man. I've got that. 33 points on 11 made threes. That's amazing. Uh, 13 11 for Carl Anthony Towns. 16 for Ant-Man. Didn't matter. They smashed him. Uh, six points, 12 assists for D-Lo. Uh, and Toreen, the Red Bull Prince, had 17 as well. Whatever. That's a big win for Minnesota. What did we say the other day? If they can get through this uh, gamut of uh, shit teams and absolutely smash them, that's what Minnesota are doing. I might have a bit of faith. They are smashing them. This is good. Okay, see so you now. 20 and 46. 
Minnesota, 38 and 29. They've won six straight. Awesome. Orlando, right over the top of the New Orleans Pelicans. This was crazy. Like, Spindles Ingram is out for like a week or two with a slight tweak of his hammy. So they're going to rest him. Bang. Rough one for the Pelicans. They look cooked as well. So I was watching a bunch of this one. Orlando just had like a bit of pep in their step. It's pretty crazy. Like, both teams, I think, on a back-to-back. Orlando travel to New Orleans. And the Pels, apart from CJ McCollum and my name is Jonas Valanciunas, could not get anybody rolling. It was crazy. The Magic did the damn thing. Everybody uh, contributed for the Magic men. You love to see that. 32-8 and eight for CJ McCollum for the Pels. He was really good. 14-27 from the floor. And a uh, inspiring uh, effort from downtown. Because what do you shoot? Chill. You love to see that. 311th downtown for CJ. 30 points and 15 re- rebounds for my name is Jonas Valanciunas. It didn't matter. Nothing else from anybody else. Herb! Herb Jones goes for 15 points. And then Devontae Graham backing up his buddy, CJ McCollum. He also shot 3 of 11. <laughs> Woo! Ah, oh, I love it. Devontae Graham. So 3 of 11 for his 7 points. Brutal. 1 of 6 from 3. That's the problem with the Pelicans. You take Spindles away. Uh, CJ and Jonas deliver, but nothing else really there. The Magic Man, 14 of seven from, uh, 37 from downtown. That's double, basically, what the Pelicans hit because uh, the Pels went 7 of 31. So anytime you can double your opposition on threes, it's a good sign. Uh, ice cold, Anthony, went 6 of 9. Nice from the floor. 19 points, 5 assists. 15 for Franz Wagner. Hello. 13, 8, and 5 for Wendell. Gary Harris went 4 of 6 from 3 at 16. And T-Ross had a wicked dunk where you're like, why the fuck wasn't T-Ross in the dunk comp? Former winner? God, anyway, 14-4-4 for him. New Orleans dropped a 27-39. That's a tough loss because uh, they're obviously sitting right there in 10. The Lakers lose today. If the Pelicans had managed to take care of business against, you know, literally the worst team in the NBA by record, uh, they might have been all right. But, nope, they lose. They would have been only, what, a half game back of the Lakers. But, nope, they lose. So, tough on that. Magic Man, meanwhile, is 17 of 50. Brutal. But what do I tell you? Always pick the Magic. And, of course, did Jimmy pick the Magic today? No. I went against my own advice. They're scrappy. I love them. But did I pick them? No. Uh, the Knicks shit pumped Dallas. There was three absolute massive beltings today. This was one of them, 107-77. This was fucking nuts. The Knicks are up 61-34 at the half. The Mavs couldn't hit a shot. They were literally one of 21 from three in the first half. They got absolutely run over. And then they only had 12 points in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, just the suddenly, like the Knicks feeling themselves on a West Coast road trip is hilarious and very weird. And I love it. <laughs> just imagine if the Knicks hadn't shit the bed against Phoenix. Unbelievable. Uh, the Mavs shot 31% as a team. Six of 44 eventually from downtown. Luca had 31 Uh Six and four. Dinwiddie with 13 points. Jalen Brunson, three of 12. But my favorite thing is a couple of spuds. This is going to be a collective spud of the night. Three Mavs combined to go 0 of 21. Talk about that in a second. Uh, the Knicks out rebounded the Mavs by 18. Julius Randle at 26, 8 and 5. RJ Barrett, 18, 7 and 4. The other Mitch Robinson was really good. 11, 11, three blocks, two steals. Alec Burks did some damage. 15, 11 for him. IQ had nine points off the bench. So did Taj Gibson. No, he had 11, sorry. Evan, don't Google me, Fournier. Did exactly what Fournier does. 10 points, 0 rebounds, 0 assists, 0 steals, 0 blocks. Way to put it all out there, Evan. The Knicks are now, what are they, 28 and 38? Is that right? Unbelievable. Here they come. 
And the Dallas Mavericks dropped to 40 and 26. Toronto took care of San Antonio, 119-104. Fred Van Vliet came back. Had I have known that yesterday, I would have picked the Raps. I picked the Spurs instead. Uh, they He had 21 in the first half as well. You love to see that. The Raps are in a dogfight, though. Now, down at the half, they got down seven in the third quarter and then rip off an awesomely massive second half of the third quarter. Scotty Barnes went ham. Siakam and Gary did some damage. They get the lead back, and then they never look back in the fourth quarter. Precious Achua hit some, like, threes in this game. It was incredible. Scotty Barnes brought him home. Spurs shot 6 at 22 in the fourth quarter and lose this one. Ouch. Uh, DeJunte had 25, 9, and 12. He's a weapon. I love him. 27 and 8 for Calvin Johnson. He was really good. Teenage Mutant. Yaka Pedal. 11 and 12 for him. Lonnie had 13 points, but not, not enough for the Raps. Uh, to beat the Raps, rather. Fred Van Vliet had oh, the fight in Van Vliet's. 26, 6, and 2. Love that. Siakam with 20 points, 8 rebounds. Same as Scotty Barnes, who shot 8 of 12. He was awesome. Gary was 17. Gary Terrence, Trent Derby Jr., 13 and 3 for Precious, who went 3 of 5 from downtown. Big win for the Raps. Uh, and a big win, really, for the Lakers, considering that the Pelicans, the Blazers, and the Spurs all behind them all lost. So uh, <laughs> 25 and 41. Raptors jump up to 35 and 30. Last three games, the West Coast games, well, kind of West Coasty. Utah host Portland, 123.85. They, fuck, this was the shit pumping of the highest group. It, they were doubled up 37.74. They were still doubled up 43.86. Just Bojan and Donny were, so Bojan Bogdanovic and Donny Mitchell were on fire. They had 27 and 16 themselves, which would have outscored the Blazers all the way through to the last three minutes of the third quarter. Unbelievable. This was just shit bumping. The craziest part is everyone on the teams scored, apart from Elijah Hughes, who played 21 minutes, and Nikki Alexander-Walker, who played 12 minutes. Two blokes who were traded for each other. Uh, so, yeah, whatever. Trenton Watford at 22. Keon Johnson with 15 and 5. Who cares for the Blazers? They've got, this is a G League team they're running out there at the moment. Not even that, really. Uh, the Yaz shot 52%, 17 to 46 on threes. Boyan with 27. Donnie, as mentioned, 16. Uh, Donnie, uh, Boyan went 6 and 9. Nice from three. 24 of 10, and that this was over before it started. 25 and 40 now for Portland. Utah, 41 and 24. And then the last two games were probably two of the best. Denver beat Sacramento just 106-100. Nuggets are up 18 in complete control. Then boom. Everybody but Joker stopped doing shit. Kings got back into a big third quarter. Uh, they had like four blocks in the third. They outscored them 26-17. Only down three going to the fourth quarter. Denver's turnovers were killing them. They had 20 in total. Uh, but Joker didn't uh, let him lose, basically. Just like, nah, kept making plays, kept scoring. Austin Rivers, it's a massive three late, and uh, they win it eventually. But the Kings were up 92-91, and then I believe it was a 15-8 run to close it out by the Nugs, and they just sort of out-executed. And you're watching the Kings, and you're like, oh, yeah because they're not a good team. And the Nuggets have Joker, who's incredible. Fox went for 32-10. and 10. <clears throat> He's awesome. 4-6 from downtown. One of the better games you'll see him play. 17-5-5 for Harrison Barnes. Didn't have a great shooting night, but 14-9 for Lyles. But Joker, 38-18-7. Fucking hell. 15-24 shooting. He is absolutely fucking bonkers, isn't he? What a game. He just dominated. Absolute savage. 24-4 and four for Monty Morris. 11s each for Forbes and Aaron Air Gordon, who went 0 of 5 from downtown. It was funny. Air Gordon just, like, launched a couple. You're like, Aaron, mate, what are you doing? Austin Rivers sucks. Uh, six points. Went 2 of 8, all on 3, but he did have that big one late. Uh, I did enjoy his turnover. 
where it's like he stepped out of bounds and then he like put his hand up his ear. There, yeah, that was my fault. It's like, yes, Austin, because you stepped out of bounds, you fucking idiot. Sacramento, 24 and 44, Packer up, boys. And the uh, Denver Nuggets, 14 26, now tied with Dallas in the 5 6 spot. That's incredible. Considering they don't have their second and third best players. And then finally, the Clippers. Absolute chaos. 115 beat the Wizards 109 in LA. This might have been like the best game of the day. Like back and forth all game. Both teams pretty even. Bunch of uh, vets, some young dudes here and there. Zinger out there shitting the bed. Mook Morris causing havoc. A big, huge Nick Batum three at the end gives the Clippers a two-point lead with 30 seconds left. The Wiz go to Zinger in the post. That's right, the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. He was not supercharged today. Supercharged Zinger Burger. In fact, he was one of those gross limp ones where you see all the shit, like the Zinger shit falling off it, and you're like, oh, I don't want to eat that. That's been there for like four hours. Fuck. And then you eat it anyway because it's Zinger. Uh, he clanks the game tire. Missed it so badly. Boom. The Clippers win. This is the craziest part is, so I just said 115-109. The Wizards led 109-104. It's an 11-zip run. The Wizards didn't score for the last two and a half minutes of the entire game. Clippers just gave them the clamps. And uh, the Wizards turned it over, took some horrible shots, were running plays for the Extreme Zinger Meal. Extreme Zinger Meal. And that's how you lose a game. It was pretty chaos. And at the same time, you're like, that's pretty good tanking by the Wiz. <laughs> Kuzma, 17-6-4, shoots 8-16, uh, 19 points for the Extreme Zinger Meal. Somehow, despite being 7 foot 40, he had one rebound. One. One. How do you got, like, how does a second one not accidentally fall to Zinger? That's unbelievable. 19 points, one rebound. 16 points for the Notorious KCP. Uh, 18 off the bench for Rui Hachimura. 14 and 10 for Dan Gafford. Uh, hitting his straps of late, playing uh, off the bench and looking pretty good. But otherwise, like Rahul Neto and uh, Corey Kispert, 12 points for Neto, 9 points on 3 of 5 from downtown for Kispert. But, yeah, not a bunch else really going on. They were right there, and then they shit the bed because the Clips, Mook Morris had 27. You're like, oh, that's kind of nice. 10 to 15 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3. But this was the Reggie Jackson show. 31 points, 7 assists. He was unreal. 5 of 9 from downtown, 12 of 21 from the floor. And the Duckman, Luke Kennard, 19 points off the bench with 4 or 7 shooting from uh, 3. He was awesome too. So Batum hits that massive 3. He's 2 or 6 from downtown. He ends up with 8 points. But the Clippers, they'll just do this to you sometimes. They'll just punk you. They're 35 and 33. Hanging tough. Oh, And uh, the Wiz, 29 and 35. Pack her up. Anyway, there you go. Let's do an NBA Australia pre performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a high. Oh, take your pick. Three awesome ones. Giannis, 43, 12, and 5 with a steal. 15 of 22 from the floor. 1 of 5 from 3. 12 of 17 from the free throw line. Joker, 38, 18, and 7. Absolutely dominant. Just drags Denver to a game, through a game that they had just no business really winning. Uh, 15 of 24 shooting. 8 of 9 at the free throw line. But I think I want to give this to Jason Tatum. Like, that was such a giant fucking throw your hog on the table, show it to the Hornets, go, what do you reckon of that, boys? And they're like, oof, yeah, that's pretty big. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> like the insane threes that he had to start at the fourth quarter basically put it away. Like, they were absolute heat checks, and they never looked like they were going to miss. He is absolutely on a tear. 44 points, five rebounds, three assists, three steals, and a block. 
He shot 16 of 24 from the floor and 6 of 9, nice, from 3. Absolute fucking chaos engaged. Like, the way he took that game by the scruff of the neck, he also went 6 of 6 at the free throw line, but he took that game by the scruff of the neck when it was sort of still hanging in the balance and put it away. And you're like, holy shit. He's like the best Celtic since Paul Pierce. KG, whatever. He's incredible. And like Jalen Brown is kind of being relegated to this supporting role. And that's fine because Tatum is so fucking good. The thing is, I'm going to talk about this again later, but it's like, yeah, let's just keep this up. I fucking love it. Spot of the night, though. Let's. Oh, why is the fucking fire not going? What's happening? Spud, Jesus! Spud, 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 Chaos! Spud, 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 with all of his, uh, he uses my iPad, so that's where I'm firing off some of these drops. Uh, he uses it for a coloring app, and he fucking loves it. But at the same time, I reckon the old iPad might be uh, not coping so great with it. Spot of the night, two of fifteen for SGA was pretty bad, but we did have a bunch of offers, as mentioned. John Collins, that's a tall cocktail. He was a tall spud today. Jesus, O of nine for the tall cocktail. O of five from three has two points. Five rebounds, two turnovers, and was a minus 10. But then it really does take the cake. The Mavs having three dudes putting up offers. And, of course, we've got to start with the man, the Davis Batans Memorial Spud of the Night of the Ward Trophy. He's back, baby. 13 minutes, 0 of 6 from the floor. 0 of 5 of which from downtown. In 13 minutes, he had zero points. He was a minus 21. Love that. Max Schickleber, hello. Goes 0 of 7 and 0 of 4 from downtown. And Reggie Bullock, sniper alert! Didn't have his sniper scope on today. 0 of 8, all from 3. He also missed both of his free throws. (laughs) The absolute classic over. Zero points in 30 minutes. Sniper alert! Better ride it on your shoes again, Reggie. Jesus. Tough scenes there for the spuds. But who's old mate? No mates. Old mate, no mate. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, the Ben Simmons piece going out about, uh, oh, yeah, he's just going to Philly so he can try to get all of his money back from the Sixers, bro. Yeah. Uh, so the, the hatred, the vitriol, it's hitting pretty hysterical levels. And it's also hysterical. Like, it's fucking funny. Because... There is nothing really in my brain more Ben Simmons than sooking out an entire year because you don't want to play for a team. And then when you're asked, oh, well, Ben, if you go sit there on the bench and cop all those boos, you might be able to get some of your money back. And he's like, oh, yeah, no problems. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, panting the night, Dallas got pantsed at home by the Knicks, which is just like a double panting because you're getting beaten at home. You get absolutely shit pumped, but it's also by the Knicks. Oof, that's a panting. Uh, ESPN, that's a bit of a panting because, seriously, it's a self-pantsing. What are you doing putting Portland on TV? You've known for fucking weeks that they're tanking. They traded away half their fucking team at the trade deadline. You're like, nah, it'll be fine, bro. Boom, 37-74. They're getting absolutely obliterated. Everyone's turned off, sucked in. That's an absolute pantsing for ESPN. The Blazers are an embarrassment. Change your schedule. It's not hard. We'll reroute some flights. Fuck. 
Seriously, Clippers, uh, Washington was awesome. And you went with a team that's tanking versus one of the better teams in the West. That's unbelievable. Uh, such a self-panting. And Eric Gordon finally absolutely faked out LeBron. It was brutal. Gave me the old head fake. LeBron kind of kept walking. It's like, oh, fuck, Eric stopped over there, didn't he? That's a pants. And Eric Gordon panting LeBron in 2022. This is the world that we live in. Finally, better Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. It's like the flip side of the Mavs three for offers. Uh, in spite of the night, we're going to go better than Lonzo Ball. How about all three of those Houston Rockets rookies? Jalen Green with his 32 points. That's the career high, obviously. 13 and 21 from the floor. 4 or 7 from downtown. Absolute flamethrower vibes. He looks so fucking good today. Uh, and Shangoon, 21 points, 2 assists, 15 rebounds, 3 blocks and a steal. Even knocks in a 3 himself. And Josh Christopher with 21 points as well. They were awesome. They beat the Lakers. I mean, the thing is, the Lakers stink. We all know that, don't we? I'll tell you. The Lakers stink! But for the rookies to fuck them up, that's awesome. And there you go. Jalen Green, Alperin Shungun, and, of course, Josh Christopher. That's two first names. Bit sus. All today, better than Lonzo Ball. All right, let's do some quick yenars. Right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. 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 All right, let's do some Yenaz. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Nine Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, that means party time. Beers, wine, cocktails delivered to your door. Don't go to the bottle. I bring the bottle to you with thedailyliquor.com. Great selection. They've got all the Dos Blocos, the Lick Beer, Ginger Beer. Anyway, if you bang in the code STRAYA, you get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA, one of those great drinking beers. So get right around it. So this is from the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So go check out thedailyliquor.com right now. Bang in that code Straya. Get a free sixer on your mate, Jimmy. All right, in ours today. Kendrick Perkins is out there. Jason Tatum is in the MVP conversations. All right, Kendrick. Take the Cheetos out of your mouth before you uh, start yelling on telly. Uh, is Tatum in the MVP conversation? Yeah, nah. He's averaged 42 points in his last four games. Shooting over 55%, 46% from three, 86.8% from the free throw line. But also, nah, because unfortunately he was also pretty wildly shit for the first third of the season. And uh, look, he's turning it on. He's hitting his straps, and that's fucking awesome. I love it. He's tearing it up. It's not bad for a 19-year-old, as the joke always goes here in NBA Australia. But at the same time, could you imagine coming out of this season, a year in which we've seen Embiid, Joker, and Giannis absolutely fucking dominate and put up just insane stats all season and going, oh, yeah, well, Jason Tatum was actually was in the conversation like won the MVP. And so... When you say MVP conversation, if you listen to me fucking year in, year out, you know what I hate? I hate the phrase MVP conversation. Because the conversation is, who are the fucking three dudes who can win it? And it's Joker, Embiid, and Giannis. 
who's pretty close? Who's been really good? That's the conversation. It's not you're not going to win MVP, but Tatum, Demar, Steph, Luca, LeBron will eventually get there as everyone realizes the stats he's put up this season. Um, but yeah, Tatum has been fucking amazing, and if he keeps it up for the last month, like he can sort of elbow his way in there. But and Bean and Joker have just done this all season and been incredible, and Giannis is just sort of like the. Uh, sort of just cracking your way at his nut and just going, no, 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 seriously, I'm fucking incredible. And if he has an amazing last month of the season, who knows what could happen, but it's the top three, everybody else. Good on Tatum, though. That's awesome. Speaking of which, is Ime Udoka in the coach of the year convo? He actually is. So he is in the top three because we talked about this the other day, right? Like, So the uh, the combo of both how Dallas and Boston have turned around their season with new coaches, uh, basically after the coaches were sort of there hanging out it hits, what, the calendar hits 2022 and suddenly Dallas and Boston are like, oh, no, seriously, we've been playing for our new fucking coach now for like two months. We get it. And they've gone on a tear. Uh, that's still cool for Ime Udoka. I mean, what? Radical. Tra- absolutely crushing it. But you're still well fucking behind Monty Williams. Like, holy shit, the Suns, this season, are 22-9 and nine against teams that are over 500. That's the best in the NBA. They're 31 and 4 against teams below 500. That's the best in the NBA. They're 27 and 5 in clutch games. Oh, good. Best in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> hashtag spoiler alert. They're the best team in the NBA as well. So I kind of want to give it to Monty Williams. I think he's done an amazing job to keep this team's focus of like, yeah, you lost in the finals. That sucks. How many teams make the finals, lose, and it all just goes in the fucking shitter? Heaps. He turns around and goes, nah, lock in. Lock in, and they've been absolutely incredible. So I'm still going to say Monty Williams. Ima Udoka right there as well. And in terms of other jobs, obviously Ty Lue's doing a great one for the Clippers. And it's one of those ones you go like, Jesus, just imagine if they had been healthy all year. Would Ty Lue have coached them to a top three spot in the West? Shit, maybe. But anyway. Uh, Dan Drosher uh, asked late today, yeah, nah, Jimmy, the entire East is just playing for the chance to lose to the Bucks in the conference finals. Yeah, nah. Kind of feels like it. Every like so, <laughs> watching the Bucks take over the Hawks today, and sort of just keeping them at arm's length. When I was very cognizant of how, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, as I realized that during the show, wait, holy fuck, wait, no, Atlanta have beaten them, and then it became like that moment of like, oh god, do they have their number? And I stuck that with my Milwaukee uh, pick, and it worked out, and that's how good they were. So I just have these doubts about Miami, where you look at Kyle Lowry. Wigdor Oladipo coming back from his bung hammy. Uh, the threes of Struess, Gabe Vincent, uh, Duncan Robinson. It's so wildly variable. Like They look fucking incredible when they're dropping, but you saw it today. Like They'll get shit-pumped by the Suns by 21 points when they're not. And so it sort of throws some question marks to me. I think the big thing is like buck sixes could be incredible, but I think you make the argument for pretty much anyone in the top three in the East uh, to be in the finals, you wouldn't really be surprised, but I'd also still agree with Dan because it's the fucking champs. Until you knock them off, yeah, everyone else is playing to play them in the conference finals. So the Bucks, they're second at the moment on a six-game winning streak. Everybody else, watch out. I'm um, your opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, not so much an unpopular opinion of the day, but they should just do it. The Blazers should 100% refund the rest of their season ticket holders' tickets for this year, right? Like, this isn't what you paid for. 
<laughs> like imagine this going to the Blazers season t- like you're paying an absolute fuck ton there in uh Portland because they've got a massive wait list. Um it's the only pro team in town except for the soccer team. And you're like, all right, sweet, we're going to the season. We've got Dame Lily, we've got CJ McCollum, we've got Norm Power, we've got Nurk, it's gonna be fucking sick. And now you're rolling a starting lineup that G League teams would be embarrassed by. Like, holy shit. That's horrifying. Like, at some point you're going to go, this is like franchise malpractice and I don't want to be paying for this. We're starting Drew Eubanks, Elijah Hughes, Brandon Williams, Josh Hart, and uh, CJ Ellaby. Josh Hart could have made spot of the night today as well. He was a minus 51. It was incredible. Five points on two of 11 shooting. Oh, of six from three. But still, um, it does feel like they should refund the rest of those tickets just as a uh, goodwill gesture. I mean, what does Jody Allen need with the money, you know? Finally, our back takeouts. It's Thursday, and our back in the night, that means, oh yeah, two for one, blooming onions. That's right, no prick knows what the fuck these things are back in Australia. What is it, a deep fried onion? Cut to look like a flower? You fat bastard yanks will eat fucking anything, won't you? And that's right, two for one, only, at our back. Goes great as a flame grilled take next to. A lot of talk at the moment about letting the top seed pick their opponent. I don't think that goes far enough. And how about fuck that? We flip it. How about we get, if you win the playing tournament, you get to then pick which top seed you want to play. I love it. You want some rivalries? Boom, right there. Doc Rivers reckons, oh, it's nice that Ben Simmons is coming back. We like rivalries. Either way, don't just let the top one or two fucking seeds pick their opponents. Let the top three pick their opponents. Or the bottom three. Just flip it up. Reverse it. It's like Missy says, fuck it. A three seed ducking a six seed to pick a four or five seed because they think they'd have a better chance. I'd love it. Basically, either way, it either means your best teams or some of your mid-table teams are playing for more for longer in the season. You've almost fixed tanking. Now you can make the stretch run even way more awesome fun for everybody at the top as well. Only at our back. Let the top three seeds pick their own bloody opponents in the first round of the playoffs. I uh, am basically there with that. It's been floating around for a little bit. It's gaining some traction now. It's just not going to happen, but fuck, that'd be fun. All right, uh, Australian player watch right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian player watch. Uh, we had Josh Green. Out there in the loss to the Knicks today, played 18 minutes. He had two points. Uh, went one and two from the floor, missed the one three that he shot. Uh, did have one rebound and one steal, though, so that's all right. Getting around there, causing some havoc. Unfortunately, did also have three turnovers. Not ideal. Uh, no Josh Giddy again in the Thunder game. I'll tell you what. No Giddy, no Thunder. They're getting creamed, aren't they? Uh, but obviously, as we mentioned, what was it, back on Monday, uh, no update for another couple of weeks on Giddy, so... Make it that what you will. And finally, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. Got out there against the Raptors for seven minutes. He had two points on one-on-one shooting and one rebound. Love it. And the cool thing is we've got Patty Thrills and Benny Simmons going up against Aussie Matty T tomorrow. There's also some other cool stuff going on in that game. The fact that Ben Simmons is returning to Philly, for instance. <laughs> Love it. All right, what else do we do on Thursdays? We always go check out Kiwi Corner. That's right, and I'll tell you what, big Stephen Adams, bro. Well, Stephen Adams, eh? I've had a pretty good couple of weeks, bro. I've been playing pretty well, eh? Um, 
So we had that massive, massive, massive game this week. So to go back and uh, where we last left off, checking in on Big Steven. Uh, he's played three games since last Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday. So he had 4.6 rebounds and four assists against the Orlando Magic Men as uh, the Memphis Grizzlies kicked the shit out of them. Then he backed it up with his highest scoring game of the year, the Big Kiwi, going absolutely bloody ham. He had 23 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks, a steal against the Rockets. He shot 9 of 11 from the floor and 5 of 9 at the free throw line. 23, 12, and 5 with 3 blocks and a steal. Oh, bro, I played pretty well, eh? And then uh, against the Pelicans yesterday where they uh, took care of business, they had 4 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists from Stephen Adams. So 2 or 3 from the floor as well. Love to see it. He's been... Uh, Really good this year, I'll tell you that much. It's kind of like one of those nice moments where you're like, yeah, even without Russell Westbrook stealing all of his uh, <laughs> all of his rebounds, big Stephen Adams can actually uh, get out there and cause some havoc. He's out there with his best mate, Jar. He's doing awesome. So I enjoyed that immensely. So 23 points. What a game. What a bloody game. Uh, and what else? That's about it for him. 23, 12, and 5. Three blocks. 37 minutes. Oof. Anyway, all right, uh, shall we go do the Patty Mills Game Day Ball, or Game Day Twitter Inspiration Ball? This one today is uh, Jingling Joe Ingles, as it so often is. Uh, three coffee emojis today from Joe, before obviously going and, uh, you know, covering off a bunch of the um, Utah Yaz, Portland Trailblazer sort of uh, media stuff that he had to do. Which is great, and it's kind of a nice moment, as you saw in that big article. Is like there's a picture of him on uh, crutches with the blazer saying "Hi, Joe Ingles," and then uh, Thomas One says, "Hi, Joe. I'm a Blazers fan who was diagnosed with ASD as an adult. I just wanted to say thank you for the work that you've done with your family around ASD, and I hope to get the chance to cheer you on in Rip City." Uh, Jingles and retweeted that saying, "I'll be in Portland in a couple of weeks, and we'll figure out some ways to connect with the ASD community." Love it, Jingling Joe Ingles. What an absolute bloody. Legend is. All right. Game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah. Look, the squid's right as rain now. I mentioned yesterday, right? It was uh, a lot better all day yesterday. and So we actually got some sleep last night without any giant spews or anything. So <laughs> take care. Uh, we went 5 of 12 on the picks today. Um it's weird because Chicago was six and a half yesterday. I had it at five and a half today, and that actually hit. Um, the other big ones that kind of missed, I mean, hit the Houston pick and actually hit, I think we mentioned this on the show yesterday, picking the really big ones. Minnesota uh, over OKC. We went with the minus 14 and a half, and the same thing with uh, Utah, minus 17 and a half. Wildly, they actually both hit. It was a couple of the other ones, like the underdogs, like Sacramento and Washington didn't. And... Uh, the Spurs-Toronto one was always a bit fucky, and Miami and uh, Miami Phoenix without you know without butts and with Booker coming back was a bit of a tough one. So anyway, five of twelve that leaves us now at five hundred and sixty for the season. Correct picks of nine hundred and eighty games. So that's all right. And the cool thing is we've only got two games tomorrow. It's basically a day off for me. Um, so <laughs> not really because Brooklyn Philly is going to give us a little bit to talk about. And then you've got Golden State Denver. So we will have a uh, diary of Stephen Adams, I think, to close out tomorrow. And we might do a little something-something as well, maybe just some uh, three-quarter-of-the-season-done picks for the uh, awards. What do you reckon? Sound good? Award picks. Yeah. 
Uh, but either way, Philly are four and a half point uh, favorites against Brooklyn. I'm going to take that just because I don't think Brooklyn have a hope in hell of slowing down Embiid. And uh, look, Harden is... It's going to be fascinating to see Harden go up against Kyrie and KD. There's going to be a lot of emotion involved. I just think Philly just have too many weapons for like Brooklyn where it's KD, Kyrie can go off. We've seen that time and time again, but Philly just sort of have a couple of extra ones. Though. I don't know, Brooklyn though is Seth Curry, Patty Mills. Maybe they get enough there, but I think Philly just hold on and win this by about five or six. So that covers the four and a half. And then Golden State are one and a half point favorites in Denver tomorrow. Denver just played in Sacramento right now, so I'm going to go Golden State. Uh, Denver played a shit ton of games in the last like week, uh, so I'm going to take Golden State minus one and a half. They looked awesome uh, in their game yesterday, and I think Golden State should be all right and win this one pretty handily. So give me the Warriors minus one and a half. There you go, two favorites. <laughs> Way to go on the ledge, Jimmy. Whatever. Blow our trust. All right, and that's it for today. Back tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IGs, we're all of the socials, you know that. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. I reckon we'll have a uh, emergency podcast. It's not quite emergency about Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and everything up pretty soon, so go check that out. Adam with World Wrestling Australia. Just go check that out on YouTube. Search World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Follow FWCIE on Twitter for the rest of his stuff. Get around NBAstraight.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch, and chuck us a rating review on your podcast app. Go on. I don't ask for too much. If you can rate and review, that's the only way I can stay stay up to date with Bogey. <laughs> Keep me on level pegging. I don't have his money. Uh, Manscaped.com. Use the code Strayer. You get 20% off and free shipping there. TheDailyLicker.com. Use the code Strayer. You get a free six-pack if you're in Melbourne. Be over 18. Drink responsibly. And Noble. Download the Noble app from your app store. Bang in the code straight. You get 20% off as well. All right. Big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, though. House Hats. They're awesome. And big thanks also go to Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinated. Goldmines. Ramshackle Army. Iowa. Sex Jedi. Green, Green, Green. And Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp. Triple J and Earth. Facey. Apple Music. How have you listening to tunes and fellow bands? Do it. NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you. All right. Well, uh, no skit today because it's uh, fucking late. So we'll get this one up. All right. Catch tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would ya? And later, hosen. Later, hosen.